It appears society plummets farther into moral decay as truth becomes relative and biblical values are pushed by the wayside. During these times, the importance of Christian higher education cannot be overstated. Yet more than ever before, Christian colleges and universities are faced with layered challenges as they strive to prepare students to pursue biblical truth and to embody a gospel witness in a fallen world. Welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast, where the conversation is about fresh ministry ideas and innovative ministry approaches. I'm Dennis Weens, your host, Senior Impact Catalyst at Sat7 USA. My guest is John McGee, Chief Development Officer at Calvary University. And John, we have a lot to talk about. You're doing some innovative things, so thank you for joining this uh, podcast. Thank you for having me, Dennis. You know, the purpose of uh, every program at Calvary is to teach students Bible and theology and to prepare them for Christian ministry. So I think our conversation, uh, you know, we're going to go a couple different ways here, but let's start with the uh, mission and vision of your university. And then you guys have done some creative things in terms of tuition burden. Calvary is ranked in the top 30 out of 1,300 colleges and universities in the United States for lowest student debt upon graduation. And so we want to definitely talk about that and some other innovation you're doing at the university. But let's start with the mission and vision of the university. Yeah, thank you, Dennis, for that intro. And certainly here at Calvary, we have a heartbeat for mission. Uh, founded more than 90 years ago in 1932 as a, a fruit of the desire of the local church here in the metro Kansas City area to develop leaders who would serve in the church, who would have a biblical founding on the inerrancy of the scriptures. Um, that heartbeat continues today. And as much as institutions like ours are struggling to uh, navigate the waters of the current culture and climate, uh, we are firm in our belief that God's word doesn't change. We're Amen. firm in our belief that God has a place for the training of men and women who have a solid understanding of what the Word of God says, how to interpret it, and how to apply it to today's challenges and environments. Therefore, the principles that we've had all along of every student graduates with a major in Bible and theology still exists. Every class starts with the Word of God as its first textbook. And so from that foundational understanding, all of life is opened up and considered according to what God's Word has to say. With that in mind, the, the historical heartbeat is that we're training people for service, training, training people for ministry. Now, for many, many years, many decades, actually, that meant to go into the pastorate, or it meant to go into the missions. Through the 70s and 80s and 90s, we saw a shift in the church, in the understanding of what does ministry understand, or what does ministry mean, and the idea of it does not matter what your occupation is, whether you're a podcast host or you're a driver of a truck or a business owner or an architect or a pastor. Each one of us is a minister of the gospel, an equal minister of the gospel. What we get paid to do doesn't matter. We are required by God's word to serve and to minister amongst the body and amongst our people, sharing the, the love of Jesus Christ. And so from that perspective, we have operated financially in such a way that we have endeavored to provide our students a high-quality, high world-class education, but done at a financial burden 
to where they can go out as quickly as possible, get into full-time ministry, whatever that might look like. And so some raise their eyebrows when we say this, but a full-time undergraduate on-campus student this year, their bill is right about $20,000. I would encourage you to check the market and compare notes. That is a very affordable number. It is one that is done because of the work my office does where we are active in raising steward-related funding that makes up the difference of what it actually costs. So if the Bible is what you want, Calvary is what you need. There's a phrase coined by previous presidents that our current president, Dr. Granados, likes to repeat. The Bible is what you want. Calvary is what you need. You're going to get a high-quality education here preparing you for a life of service and ministry. Very good. And I was reading on your website, Calvary University is carefully designed to provide not just a place for learning, but a place for growth. The faculty doesn't simply teach. They are committed to discipleship. And the students don't just study. They gain real-world experience through a Christian ministries program and study work programs. And you've defined that. Thinking about the cost, I was talking to some uh, university students that uh, decided not to go to a college on the West Coast, and they could save 30000 by coming to Kansas City. And uh, they're still paying quite a bit more than what Calvary University is, but you're doing an amazing work there. You know, you have a lot of scholarship programs as well. You have low cost, but you also have scholarship programs for students that want to come. How are these uh, scholarship programs funded? Well, again, that's the work of my office. There's a portion of them that are endowed. And so there's some investments uh, that are set aside that are churning some profit that we were able to scrape off from year to year that helps to fund this. But the vast majority of the funding for scholarships comes through the annual uh, fundraising activities of this office. So fundraising activities, you do a banquet, you have uh, a campaign, a social media, you have a direct mail letter. That's some of the ways that the funds right. are raised? Yeah. So there's year-end letters, both at the calendar and the fiscal year-end. The president's uh, dinner is coming up the end of this uh, next month in September. Uh, if you are in the Kansas City metro area, we would encourage you to consider attending. Uh, give us a call or check us out at uh, calvary.edu, and you can find the registration link there on the front page. There's an auction in the spring, and there's a golf tournament in the summer. There's a variety of things that we do that are all targeted towards getting the message out about what it is that God's doing. Very good. And, uh, you know, when I think of Calvary University, uh, I think of global ministry. Mm. And I was actually, my wife and I, we worked in Sub-Saharan West Africa, and uh, one of our furloughs, we were actually missionary in residence at Calvary University. Uh, in the missions department and cultural anthropology. Is that still an emphasis of the college? Oh, very much so. Uh, amongst our 11,000 alumni, we've had missionaries in more than 180 countries to our knowledge. Uh, that may be larger. Of course, there's only a little over 200 countries in the world, so we've almost covered the entire globe uh, with our alumni at one point in time or another. Uh, currently today, it's 169 was our last count. The Department of Intercultural Studies is still very active in training men and women to go and serve. Uh, they work with many different mission agencies. SEND International just received a new missionary with them this summer. Uh, new Tribes, uh, Team, uh, Pioneers are all agencies uh, amongst many that we work with that our students are targeted to go and uh, become a member of. You work with a lot of uh, different agencies uh, as a university. You're an independent, non-denominational institution, so you don't have a denominational affiliation, no. and you can work broadly uh, with uh, various agencies, mobilization movements. 
So that's really good. And I know you're doing some innovation in the missions department. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some of that uh, innovation that you brought to the missions training, global ministry training aspect. So there's two things within the intercultural studies department that are innovations. I'd like to talk about one in particular because it's the, the easiest one to latch into. Uh, as a university, part of our role is to serve, not just to train and not also to research. We, there's three things we should be doing, training, researching, and serving. Serving isn't just our current client, which is a student, but it's also the external audience to whom we're pre- preparing the client to become a part of. Well, who is that client? The client is our church. Every student who comes, ideally, well, they should have, being a believer, been part of a local church. And the training for them is intended to take them to a local church. Well, what do we want them to take back? We want them to take back a heartbeat for ministry. With that, there's a component of ministry that's focused on missions, global missions. Each year, historically, we've had what's called Missions Week, the last week in January. It's moved to the third week in January now. And we've changed the name to the Conference on Global Engagement. It's still our Missions Week. Much like those of you who are alumni will remember, that's what it is. This last January, we had 43 mission reps from 35 different mission agencies here on campus for a week, talking and walking and eating and breathing and sleeping amongst the students, giving to them a vision for what does it mean to engage the gospel globally on the big idea. One of the things we've done recently, though, is with this week, we've taken it, we've opened it up for our external friends, our church leaders, mission heads, mission chairs, mission committee members, and we've invited that group to come and join us. Now, this is not meant to replace your missions week at your local church. We would encourage you, you need to continue to connect with your local uh, mission agencies and mission representatives that you are supporting. But there's a lot going on in the world of missions, and many churches have an area that they focus on. And sometimes we get focused on that, and we lose sight of all the other good things that God is doing. The idea here is twofold. One, come and see and hear the bigger picture of what it is that God's doing around the globe. Two, listen. And just listen a little bit. Is God saying anything to you and your church about your actions in the world of missions? Now, we're not advocating that you change. We're just advocating that you be fully informed about what it is that's going on so that the Spirit of God has tools to work with in your heart and your ministry to help you move strategically forward with the resources he's entrusted to you. So come, be with us. Uh, the way to get that is to go to calvary.edu slash C-O-G-E, Conference on Global Engagement. We'll get you there. Calvary.edu slash C-O-G-E. And I'm sure Dennis can put that in the link there for us on the podcast. Uh, that will get you to the page. Uh, we will have the seminars up soon hopefully by the 1st of October, so you can see what seminars are available, what the dates are. The dates are January 22 to 24. You can see all the details and go ahead and register at that point. I'll put that link in the notes of the podcast, as you uh, mentioned, and uh, hope that many people will check it out. Uh, While some can come and attend in person, do you stream any of that on YouTube or Facebook during the session so people that can't actually come in person, can still uh, take advantage of what's being shared? 
You know, that's a logistics question that we haven't wrestled with yet. Uh, our rooms are all set up for streaming capability uh, because all of our classes are, vir- are uh, they have the ability to be virtual. Uh, but the, the logistics of doing a streaming event like that is something we're still working on. And we'll, we'll post something online at the registration page as to what is and what is not available virtu- uh, via streaming. Very good. And now let's talk about your role. You're the chief development officer. Uh, you know, people, you know, have their vision of, well, you're looking for money for the university, but a chief development officer is much more than the, just the money aspect of it. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your role. You know, my role is the fundraiser. Yes. And so when people see me coming, there is there is that. I would like to fancy myself as something a little different than that. I'm the chief storyteller. I tell the story of what it is that God's doing here because I believe God's scripture says that he owns everything. And that because we are nothing more than stewards of the resources he's entrusted to us. So when I'm talking to somebody, I'm actually talking to the Lord. And it's the Lord who's guiding that individual to respond in whatever way it is that they're supposed to respond. And because of that, the truth of the matter is that God's the fundraiser. I'm not. God's the one who leads somebody to decide whether or not to give or not. Now, certainly there's a lot of projects and there's a lot of different areas of budget that we can talk about. But the reality is God has some delightful young men and women and there's some delightful alumni that we can tell the story of the impact of what this training is doing in the lives of these people, preparing them to serve in a way that actually impacts a local community and society as a whole. And so big picture, that's my job. Tell the story. And Dennis, we could tell stories and it would take a while to finish this podcast. God has been gracious. He has provided ways through the years that have been in many ways mind boggling. Each year, the budget is new. And so we have to start from zero and counting. But God is faithful in that each year, it seems like he provides just a little bit more. And it's just enough to cover the budgeted expenses so that we're able to say to the next crop of students, we're ready for you to come. Campus is ready. And so I would say it's the, it's the job of a development officer to be a storyteller. If they're not telling you the story, then you need to wonder what is happening at that organization. We have students here from across the U.S. and across the world who have come. And there's, a, there's a student who's de- uh, joined my department from just south of Houston, delightful young lady. She wants to study children's ministry. So she's come to learn about what does it look like to minister amongst children. And she's going to get involved in a local church here soon. There's another young lady from Brazil working in my department on the communication side. Great social media skills. She wants to become a biblical counselor so she can go home and teach others how to be biblical counselors in Brazil. Uh, those are just two stories of brand new students who just arrived on campus in the last two weeks. I could go on and on. We don't have enough time for me to go on and on. Just one story. Um, you know, we worked in West Africa, and one of our students, we were able to help come to the States, get undergraduate, and then uh, he did his MDiv at Calvary University, and uh, he's become the president of the church in Mali, West Africa. Just finished two terms and make an incredible impact in that country that uh, is in the news a lot for the wrong reasons, all the uprisings and uh, coup d'etats, rebel activity. But he's guiding the church, and the church has never growing as much as it's growing now. So God is really working through your your graduates and 90-year history, and you've sent 
graduates out to most countries of the world, and they've trained people who are also training others and going cross-cultural in their own context as well. So that would take a lot of time to tell all those stories. So, John, it's good to be here and uh, hear about Calvary University and what you're doing and the innovation that you're bringing to this whole area of global ministry. And give your website again for those that are listening that want to get on your website and check it out. So calvary.edu, if you have any interest in learning more about the education that's available here, everything from early college, juniors and seniors in high school, on up through a doctoral program for a Ph.D. in Bible and Theology, uh, we have a, a broad array of educational opportunities available here. Koji, the uh, Conference on Global Engagement, is in January. That's there on the website as well. President's Dinner is the end of this month. We have the Leadership Roundtable, which we didn't talk about. Uh, it's another topic that we talk uh, from an innovative standpoint. That will be in February. Uh, lots of things to talk about, and much and all of it is available on the website. And sign up for their social media and read some of the stories that uh, John's yeah. been talking about. We'd uh, they'd appreciate it. And if you have a family foundation or a donor-advised fund, uh, think of Calvary University and the incredible impact they're making on our culture and preparing uh, workers for global ministry. So, John, thank you for joining the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate you having me. In our changing world, there are more ways than ever to do ministry. SAT7, as a broadcast media ministry, is changing how ministry is done. Through innovative approaches, collaborative efforts, broadcast satellite television, web streaming, and social media, SAT7 is making a difference. Visit SAT7 online today at sat7usa.org to learn ways you can be a part of this kingdom work. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. If you know of an unconventional ministry approach, please introduce us. We'd like to have them on as guests. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Mm -hmm.